maybe this shows my uh my that I went through a bit of a rock rap phase, you know, when that was there was a there was a corn limp biscuit beastie boys like moment. Jay Z Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Jay Z Lincoln Park was that album was crazy. I remember Yeah. Listen to that in like fourth grade and just having my mind new metal blown. Yeah. With a U. And oh, U yeah. metal. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Rap, rap, rock, and rap metal. That's a that's one of those things that you know Jay Z's looking back at. Like he sees a video of him in Lincoln Park. Yeah. And he's just he cringes. And he's just like, Why did I do that? Why why did I think that was a good idea to I mean, you can't say numb encore doesn't go fucking bananas right now. <laughs> you can't tell me that if that song came on right this second, you wouldn't you wouldn't be uh, you wouldn't be encore. you wouldn't be singing along. Numb encore. That's the biggest probably uh, regret moment. Or H to the Izzo with what? Oh God, Lincoln Park Jay Z. That album. That album went dumb. Not enough people are talking about Collision Course. That's what I think. Is that the album? Name? Yes. <laughs> that album movie. yeah like and you're right numb encore is the uh highlight of that i hear that song all the time like it's on at stadiums it's on at, at the ski resorts it's yeah. on on the radio it's everywhere you can't escape numb it. it's, encore? A, it's a bang it's a banger yeah i think our mission as a podcast for 2023 is to bring awareness to uh collision course Three, two, one. Kevin. What's up? You changed your uh, Kevin a little bit. Kevin. It's more like a, I feel like it's more like a sporting event. Yeah, that's how it felt. I didn't plan that. It just comes out naturally. Um, Like if you catch a a ball on third down and get, you know, for the first down, just a little out route, (laughs) you know, and the crowd goes wild. The whole whole stadium cheers my name. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I would love that. When uh, Giants, they would say, Cruise, you know, whenever a player yeah, really yeah. has like that. So that's, you know, that's my version of that. Um, nice. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Looking great in your tux. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really shout out for the fronties this year. This is the biggest episode of the year. Okay, don't pound the desk. Biggest episode of the year, Kevin. I'm thrilled. This is a big moment. Yeah. Uh, for those new listeners, this is the only podcast that has not just one award show, Two award shows. Two award shows. There's a lot of podcasts that have award shows. They do mm-hmm. like a year-end list. This is the best, you know, sort of of the year. We don't really consider ourselves competitors to those podcasts, right? Because we don't nah, we, really, we don't think about other we people. We follow our own script. That's right. And so 
when we decided, when we dreamed up what our show, Front Center, the number one design podcast, what we would do for a year-end award show, we decided not to just do one show, two shows. Two shows in one show. That's correct. So if you're not familiar, the shows are the Fronties and the Backies. Uh, very simple concept. The Fronties celebrate the best things of the year, the best stories, the best brands, the best moments, and the Backies, the worst. Somebody on Instagram uh, said, I don't listen to your podcast, but you all seem like some haters. Ah, you know. Facts. Good read. Good yeah, call. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, not enough award shows celebrate bad things. Yeah. I think that's a big thing that I th- I would like to bring to the cultural consciousness. Yeah. This show would be nothing if it wasn't for the bad of course. stories of the year. Yeah. I mean, listen, we could celebrate all the good things that happened. But yeah. to be honest, not as exciting as celebrate the bad things. You could say this podcast is built on the back of the backies. Whoa. That is deep. But yes, the fronties, the backies, two shows, one show. One yeah. incredible. We got digital trophies this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're kind of like NFTs, but they're mm. not. They're just going to be uh, JPEGs that anyone can own. I think they're going to be MP4s, Kevin. Oh, MP4s. Potentially. Maybe, maybe GIFs. I don't know. Who we, knows? Yeah, we, we're, they're work in progress. But the trophies this year, I can promise one thing. The best we've ever done, for sure. An iconic trophy. Oh, it's going to be so sick. I think, honestly, we should send them to the uh, award winners. Yeah, we will. Yeah. yeah, and I think, honestly... If there's anything that comes out of this show, we're gonna send them. We're gonna put them on our stories. We're yeah. gonna tag them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people people love trophies. People yeah. love receiving trophies. Yeah, and if the trophy is good enough, they'll probably celebrate it. Yeah, and so I think this is a big moment for our podcast. And to be honest, Kevin, we've come a long way in 365 days. Yeah, we have, and uh, we've done a little bit of a look back. To move forward, exactly. And uh, beginning of the year, we um, uh, we didn't do a lot of uh, work on the podcast in terms of preparation. Yeah, um, we didn't have a sponsor. We didn't have the Dyline, the Global Package Design Community Community and Showcase of Package Design Inspiration. No, we didn't. We didn't have that. We didn't have um, you know the number one place to discover industry news, sustainable packaging news, or design trends. Yeah, we didn't even partner. know what they were before. We, did, we had no clue what those things were. <laughs> And now, because of our relationship with the Dye Line, we know those things. Yeah, now we know. Um, We're connected with the best in the biz. We are. Some of the best in the biz feeding us stories. Yeah, we had some good guests along the way. Snask and Jess. Jess and Madison Utendahl and um, Tori. Tori. And all all the other guests. Thomas Wilder. (laughs) Thomas Wilder. Yeah, we had good guests. I think next year. Zapong. Oh, was that this year? Yeah. Wow, what what a wonderful year. Yeah, Zapong, one of the one of the, the your wife, Jackie. Yeah, Zapong. Um, you know, again, to show how far we've come as 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 a studio, as a podcast, he recorded in in an office next to a bunch of piles of dishes. Yeah, <laughs> he did. <laughs> they were clean though. They were clean dishes, but they were just kind of stacked behind him. And if you watch the video on our Instagram page, it's 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 magical. It's it, a magical look back. So well, it's a, it's a lived in studio, and yeah. that's a beautiful thing. And so next year, Kevin, think about the growth for next year. I think that's what. I know we moved up to the sixth floor. We're yeah. in this like copy and paste generic conference room yeah. that has horrible acoustics and even worse wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, I, there's talk about us building a studio or <laughs> yeah, having yeah, talk uh, better video content. There's yeah. some talk, and yeah, there's some talk. There's and, some and, talk. And, and as as we promise every week, more guests. Yeah, more guests. Um, That's our New Year's resolution. That is our New more resolution. preparation. Yeah, more guests. Yeah, listen, uh, we're almost built in a day. And this that's, podcast, that's uh, 
to be fair, I just want to give us some credit, Kevin. Pat ourselves on the back. We did a full year's worth of podcasts. We did. That is undeniable. We yeah. missed a couple weeks. There were some uh there were some moments where maybe we just couldn't get it done. But yeah, yeah, it's fine. That it happens. I think as a podcast, you know, we don't do seasons around here. We don't do like 10 episode drops or this nah. is a weekly show. Yeah. So the fact that we probably did 40 episodes at least, 45. I don't think we missed very many weeks. Yeah. So I think we missed, you know, there was a tough there's Listen, there's a tough stretch in June. Listen, we could June, say July. It. Yeah. We won a pitch for Apple. Yeah. And that took precedent over our podcast. And for all the designers out there, you can understand how that could happen. You yeah, can't sure. say, yeah. hey, sorry, Apple. Sorry, Steve Jobs. Sorry, Tim Cook. We're we gotta cook up our podcast this week. We can't be in the meeting. You know, or the work that you hired us to do, unfortunately. Um, come second to our podcast, but I think we did a pretty damn good job considering. Yeah, I would. I'd actually like to take the chance to apologize to absolutely fucking no one. I saw that coming from a mile <laughs> away. Kevin. I mean, it's probably what the fifth time I've said that this year. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Kevin's uh, go-to catchphrase. Yeah, th- that's the fronty phrase of the year, right? Yeah, there. yeah. Apologizing to absolutely no one, but to be fair, Kevin, give ourselves a fronty. You know what? Uh, just for the right yeah. off the bat, give <laughs> ourselves fronty for the best. Podcasters of the year. Yeah, podcasters of the year. Yeah, us. Yep. Hell yeah. Um, award received. That's the first one. Award first accepted. many. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, I'd, I'd like to make make a little speech. Oh, you want to um, give a speech? Uh, yeah. For podcasters of the year, front Kevin. Yeah, you know, uh, 2022 big year for front and center. Um, like Alex said earlier, we got the got a sponsorship from the die line. Um, we just come a long way. You know, we're <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it we're getting better at saying stuff we're not saying um as much maybe i'm editing more maybe i'm editing less i don't know um <laughs> as i say it but you know while prepping this show i got i opened every single one of our documents from this year every single one of the google docs and i will say that if you remember in the beginning of the year Alex and I, there was a, there was a little back and forth on the 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 state of the documents that were being shared, the state of the Google Doc. There was, you know, I think I made fun of him for, you know, whining about having to open links, um, which you know I think is fair on my part in some regard. Um, and I I would also like to maybe apologize to absolutely nobody again, <laughs> but uh, you know, looking back at the docs. The f- first maybe two months of the year, they weren't that good. And, you know, I was busy watching the Bengals and shit and, <laughs> you know, doing other projects in the studio. Um, I didn't have time to copy and paste the articles into the doc. So, but, you know, we were well oiled machine now. And this is an acceptance speech or an apology. <laughs> well, Alex, I already told you that I'm not apologizing to anyone. Uh, All right. Keep going. I'm Sorry. just saying we've come a long way. And, uh, wow. If you look at our docs, <laughs> no one looks at the docs. I mean, we could put them in the notes. I don't know. Uh, It'd be kind of fun. That but, should be, yeah, uh, radical transparency. Yeah, if you look through our docs mm-hmm. as this year has gone, yes. it's gotten better and better and better, mm-hmm. more organized. Yep. Um, we've found you know, countless ways to improve our game. Uh, and yeah. if you extrapolate that over the next year, should be more good stuff. Yeah, growth. Yeah. Exponential growth. More growth, more <laughs> stories, more podcasts. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, agreed. 
Beautiful. Beautiful yeah, so speech. Thanks for the fronty, everyone who voted. Yeah, thank you for all those people out there that um that have been listening all year round and uh reach out to us and send stories and uh respond to our, our posts and uh yeah, actually, on the Spotify year in Wrapped, we did see a bunch of uh, front and center uh, sort of a, a placement. We so did. So that, that is true uh, appreciation and grateful. Yeah, I have to get in touch with Spotify. I was trying to access our like, data. data, and mm. it didn't work. Shout, so, out to, shout out to Spotify. Yeah, shout out to me for not reaching out. But, yeah, yeah. You know, I could imagine that we did all right yeah do you know what's really cool to post like year-end wrap-up stuff like mo- a month after because people are people well, yeah. totally you know yeah I, I, there's a the, the, that period of posting that stuff is over but if we posted it like january be like wow spotify unwrapped yeah huge um we do have a lot to cover kevin so i do yeah think we, we should do, get into we it. do need to get into the 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 meat and potatoes the yeah, heart and soul but thanks thanks to all the listeners without without you guys uh the fronties and the backies wouldn't exist no that's true and so um, as Kevin said, uh, you know, we, we've, we've gotten better at our game. We watch the tape and we look at our uh, sort of the way we tackle and mm-hmm. how do we improve our form. And that makes the show better for you guys. And you guys listening to the show makes us want to be better. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's a beautiful thing. Well, and so before we do that, um, before we get into the awards, Kevin, a moment of sounds uh, for the things we lost this year. We lost quite a bit. Um ums uh at a, at a maximum we haven't lost those uh the queen yeah r.i.p 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 in peace yeah yeah uh gallagher it's good for all the watermelons yeah better <laughs> the, all the watermelons can now yeah uh, rest of, easy rest a bit easy aaron carter legend that one's sad too soon yeah uh take off from the migos uh leslie jordan Icon. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust, guy. Amazing. <laughs> Icon. Coolio. Gangster's Paradise. Damn. Fuck, man. Yeah, Keenan and Cal theme song. Ah, a true legend of the game. Yeah. Bill Russell. One of the goats. Yeah. Tony Sirica. Yeah, I don't know, Tone. Sopranos legend. Yeah. Gilbert Gottfried, an icon. In, comedy in icon. Comedy space, and then Bob Saget. This list really bummed me out, Kevin. I'm not gonna be. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Well, yeah, we're starting. Yeah, um, we gotta think, start, start the vibes low and then bring them up. I think most award shows hit this sort of like moment of silence, like towards the back half of the award show for good reasons. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying. Like, I like that we started off by paying tribute to those uh, fallen y- soldiers. Yeah, we really haven't had any silence though. Okay. I'll just sh- I, I'll just do it in post. I yeah, guess. yeah. Ready? Three, two, one. Nice. Gone, but never forgotten. Uh, other things we lost, Kevin. Uh, the McRib, uh, the famous uh, barbecue uh, ribs sandwich from McDonald's. Yeah, uh, farewell tour, but it might be coming back. Yeah, uh, get yours now. Yeah, Let get it, it get it now before it's, it's gone. gone for the rest of the year and you can get it next year. Yep, exactly. Uh, the iPod, Kevin. RIP to the, one of the game-changing the, technologies. Arguably the most game-changing technology outside of the iPhone and the yeah. AirPods. It walks so the iPhone could run. It did. It, the iPhone is just an air, an, an iPod. Souped up. With, that takes calls. Yeah. And has the internet. Souped up We all know that. Yeah. So, uh, but finally they stopped selling them, which is really sad. But yeah. guess what? Probably makes sense. It's good for good all for of those business. people who have uh, vintage iPods. Yeah, for sure. Those values. The, the resale value is up. Yeah, it just went up like 35 cents. Kevin, uh, the Baskin Robbins logo. Uh, the one with the 31 in it. Did we cover that? Yeah, we did. 
not the first one. So the new, not the Seraf one. That's okay. the new one that has a thirty one in it. But the one before uh, that new thirty one Seraph one, the one the the more weird one. That one. Yeah, thirty one. Can you do something for me? Um, Choco Taco, dead. Yeah, dead for the winter. We'll see. We'll pick this one up in the summer. I, I have a, I have a feeling it's gonna be not dead. Well, um, to start the show, those are the things we lost this year, and uh, let us know if we missed anything. I'm sure we did. Yeah, I mean, we've we certainly missed um, quite a bit. Probably a lot of people on the other people. And, oh yeah, Virgil yeah. Abloh. Yeah, Virgil Abloh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we comes we, to mind. Yeah, I'm sure there are others. People, sure, but brands and things like that. That's you know those are those are those, yeah. those are those are the things that matter to me. Yeah, twenty twenty two, kind of a tough year. Tough year, um, but Kevin, we can't let that slow us down because we have awards to give out. Boom. Hold on, let me let me figure out which one's the uh, clapping. Yeah. Nope. See. See. Got it. See. Yeah. Nope. Nope. All right. See. 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 Kevin, we have awards to give out. Big time stuff here on the program today. Big time awards. The fronties, the 2022 fronties. Everyone's here gathered for one thing. Who's going to take home the trophies? Ooh, that sound effect has a lot more length yeah. to it. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. <laughs> uh, no, my encore. Um, story of the year, Kevin. The big, uh, the biggest story of the year, and it's not huge. even close. A huge story, and uh, the only words that that can be this story can be summed up in three words, and those words are the veins remain. This is obviously talking about Snickers, the iconic chocolate bar that had my favorite moment of the year by far. And this started when uh, an Instagram channel or a Twitter channel called at Juniper posted a screenshot, a fake uh, Photoshop screenshot, which sold the people on the story that Snickers was officially caving and removing the world-renowned dick veins from the candy bar and sort of adding that sort of the woke mobs have been begging for decades to remove the vein from Snickers and finally, Snickers and Mars, the company that owns Snickers, was going to release and change the product so that it was completely smooth on top. Yeah. It was just a Twitter prank. It was a Twitter prank, but they had a Photoshop of the Snickers, a smooth, smooth. Snickers, and then a story, like a headline, that appeared to look like a headline from an article. Mm-hmm. So they did a pretty good prank. They did a pretty good setup. And um, quickly, people thought it was real. Yeah. And there was a lot of like cancel culture backlash to the backlash to the backlash situation. Yeah. People were saying cancel culture has gone too far. (sighs) Yes. And I think this is a, again, a perfect tweet setting up sort of a very bizarre story, but also to get the woke mobs and the anti woke mobs Mm -hmm. all engaged. And so this was, uh, this, this caught fire. And so Snickers had to, had to do something. And what they did was post a tweet of their own with a giant veiny Snickers bar and said, good news, contrary to what's trending on Twitter, all caps, the veins remain. And that's the kind of stuff that this podcast, we just, we can't get enough of. That is by far my favorite story of the year. 
and uh, is a Fronty Award winning, the first of yeah. the year 2022. Congratulations, Snickers. Mm-hmm. Um, your social media team. Yep. This is textbook example of how to use social media and to take a story that was getting out of hand, spin it, and come out on top. 100% agree, Kevin. There's some stories that you got to let die and maybe don't jump into the fray. And then there are some that you take that moment yeah. and you, you, you capture it. And honestly, uh, I think we'll be looking back in years to come and look back on this moment and think, wow, the veins remain. What, yeah. what, a, what an iconic moment in branding history. They had one chance and they had the decision to either capture it or let it slip. And, you know, they really lost themselves in the moment and they owned it. Beautiful. And we're never going to let it go. Beautiful. You know, no. you really only get one shot. Yeah. And they didn't miss their chance to blow. No. Um, because, you, you know, this opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations, Snickers. Beautiful. Couldn't have said it any better. Uh, and and th- what this podcast is about is stories like this story. Yeah. And so that we can celebrate them. And uh, yeah, I, I would watch a documentary about yeah. this tweet. I would I, love to hear from the the brand manager and the social media manager yeah. and the team. Like, tw- give me the twenty four hours of this tweet before yeah. and after, and the uh, war room. Yeah, yeah, recreations, reenactments, the whole yeah. thing. I need, I need more of yeah. this story. I think the story is so great too because it just encapsulates the internet in twenty twenty two where people just run with something that they just see on Twitter mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, pretty clearly fake and it just gets out of control. And then they find out it was a lie in the first place. And, yeah. You know, a beautiful, beautiful story kiss. and absolutely the perfect way to start our show today. Yeah. Uh, award-winning congrats to the Snickers team. And, Snickers, uh, Dick Vane. Yeah. The veins remain. Uh, Kevin hit us with the next uh, award. The awards are coming. We got oh, a lot they of They don't awards. stop coming. Yeah. This year, the Fronty for Innovation of the Year goes to Oscar Myers' baloney face mask. Wow. This is one of the first stories we covered this year. Everyone's put some holes in a piece of baloney, eye hole, mouth hole, and put it on their face. Yeah. That's a rite of passage as a child. Everyone's done it. So why not leverage that to leaning into a wellness trend and make a face mask out of it? Like, Absolutely. Just absolute slam dunk on their part. This is just something you love to see out of a brand leaning into not the correct use of their product, but... Uh, uh, use the product that everyone resonates with. This is the type of thing that um, we talked about a lot of brand stories on the show where brands were doing weird and sort of out of the box merch or collaborations and launches, limited mm-hmm. edition capsule collections. And there's a lot of uh, content and a lot of stories that we cover in that arena. But the Oscar Meyer baloney face mask is um, by far, far and away, the the winner for the for the best one of those stories yeah it's it's the one that stuck out the most mm, when we were looking back mm, reviewing the tapes it stuck for sure yeah it's the one we jumped off jumped Mm -hmm. off the tape and you know we had to cover it again so congratulations to oscar meyer yeah absolutely and part of that i think is because of uh the iconic uh packaging as well you know and the the photo shoot to show how this uh this this woman with a a pink face mask on her face that kind of looks like baloney these are the kind of details you need to get right if you're going to do something like this it 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 not only kind of looks like baloney it fully looks like baloney yeah also a baloney getting into beauty is like that's that's just thinking big the intersection of beauty and baloney yeah exactly and for that frontier of the year uh is is just again a slam dunk winner and it wasn't even close 
Um, moving on, Kevin, because again, we have so many awards, but congrats to the team at, at, at Bologna and the innovation department and the uh, the the years and the, the thousands of hours they spent yeah. developing, researching, developing how to make a face mask uh, instead of making a meat. Um, that that yeah. that is important. Salute and, to you. Yeah, to be honest, like talk about uh, the value of something going up. I wish I had one of these on my shelf. I think that would be um, sweet. Could be a could yeah. be a Christmas present. I for, make, the, for I, the wife. I may go look on uh, sort of uh, eBay see if any of these uh, things are available. Kevin, branded rap song of the year. So this is a tough category. This was a little tricky because there were more contenders than you would think. Yeah, and I'm just gonna say it. Branded rap songs are the worst. We can all agree there. There is absolutely no way to do a branded rap song and well, it to not to be completely cringy. There were two branded rap songs this year that proved that to be different. Which but is, only one winner. Yeah. So uh, the winner for best uh, Fronty Award winning branded rap song of the year goes to Pusha T and Arby's uh, The Spicy Fish Diss. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Spicy Fish Dish. And uh, if you can remember, our fish is going to tip that scale. Um, we talked a lot about sort of the story uh, Pusha T famously wrote, uh, da, 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 I'm loving it for McDonald's. So for uh, him to join up with Arby's to go against McDonald's and have start a, um, a fish sandwich beef was, uh, to be honest, pretty amazing. Excellent. Uh, the video goes incredibly hard. Yeah. Almost with, too hard. Yeah, with just stock footage. Yeah. It's crazy. It's incredible. Pusha T delivers a pretty good verse. Bars. Bars on uh, for a branded rap song. And so we have to salute that. Yeah. Yeah. Props. So, so shout out to Arby's. Shout out to Pusha T. Just nearly beating out uh, Khalees, um, who had a song for Kraft Singles. Yeah, that also went pretty yeah. goddamn hard. Yeah, we talked about that on the show. Went pretty hard. Again, branded rap songs, cringy. These so, two, not that cringy. Sorry, Khalees, maybe next year. Yeah, good luck to Khalees. And, uh, yes. Congratulations to Pusha T and Arby's. Yeah. If taking home this year's Fronty Best Rap Song. Yeah, if you're going uh, to put out a branded rap song, this is the bar. Yeah. This is an incredibly high bar. So yes. good luck trying to beat that. Okay, up next, we have the Good Job, Thumbs Up, You Tried Award. And this award is dedicated to a brand that, you know, they the end result of what they did this year may not have been what they expected, but God damn it, they got out there and they they really they tried their best. And uh, this year we're awarding the Good Job Thumbs Up You Tried Award to Coca-Cola Creations for their launch of Coca-Cola Starlight, which tasted like space, Coca-Cola Bite, which tasted like pixels. Um, Coke X Marshmallow, which tasted like watermelon and strawberries. Not a concept, but, you know, (laughs) sure. Um, And then Coca-Cola's... And then the Dreamwave soda, which tasted like a dream. The reports on all of these sodas were they tasted like garbage. Um, But they had cool packaging and they were putting themselves out there. Yeah. um, And asking the questions that really matter. Like, what does a dream taste like? Um, What does space taste like? What do pixels taste like? What does the <laughs> shitty DJ marshmallow taste like? <laughs> Apparently watermelon and strawberry. So for that, we would like to award the... Yeah, uh, honestly, um, they should be so proud. Honest, uh, a snarky fronty, but uh, to be fair, we talked a lot about Coca-Cola Creations. This was a big year for uh, these stories. We 
covered all four of them. And to be honest, we have to award that. If there's a brand that we talk about as many times as Coca-Cola Creations pumping out weird tasting sodas and 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 piquing our interest, uh, that deserves a frontie. That is uh, just facts. And uh, Kevin and I slightly disagree on this one. I think these were all pretty cool. I was pretty impressed by the fact that Coke had um, put itself out there and was making some things that were a bit mysterious and a bit ambiguous and just a little weird. And to be honest, as someone who formerly worked at Coke, do you know that, Kevin? Yeah, I did. I did work at Coca-Cola. I think this is something that is pushing the boundaries for them, maybe not necessarily pushing the boundaries of culture or society at large, but I think this is a um, this is a big step in the right direction for them. And I think doing projects like this is uh, it, 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 it is award-winning in my mind. So the Fronty Award uh, goes to Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola Creations for um, getting out there and really trying. Yeah, they and did their best. We have to award that. Speaking of beverage awards. Speaking of beverages, our next award is the Refreshing Refresh of the Year. Ooh. That's a great title, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, perfect for the Fronties. And uh, as you know, we love beverages. We love, drink love them, them. Yeah. We design them. We care about them. Yeah. And they're really important to us. Yep. And so this is an award that goes out to a relatively new story that we talked about um, not that much. Maybe but, a month ago. Yeah. And it goes to Canada Dry by Wedge. Uh, Wedge is a, a design studio that we admire and uh, are, are, are internet friends with. And uh, they put out a rebrand for Canada Dry that we really liked. Yeah. Authentically. They, no snark. Just. Yeah. They did a good job. We called it. They were going to win a lot of awards for this redesign. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. called it. And yeah. this is the first of many awards for them. So is that that's why we put it in. Just kidding. No. Good job, Wedge. Good job, Wedge. This is a really cool project and uh, it's something that you love to see. An iconic brand that looked terrible. Yeah. Looking much better. Yeah. They took all the parts, rearranged them, Boom. simplified them, and uh, chef's kiss to that. Mwah. And building off of this. Yes. I would like to give another award. This one is the Frontier for Fact of the Year. Okay. This came from the archives of or the Canada Dry Archives, which Wedge had investigated and did a lot of research to inform their design choices. And there was a beaver. They used to have a beaver on it because of a premium ingredient that was formerly used in the soda. Hard to say if it's still used, and it's called castorium. Mm-hmm. And it's Basically, beaver ass juice. Um, it comes from a gland, and apparently, it tastes really good. Um, so it smells like vanilla. It smells like vanilla. You heard it here first. Yep. Um, what other podcasts are covering Castorium? No. Nope. Maybe these other ones. I don't know. We never heard of them. I would like to just give Castorium um, fact of the year. It, it's just a great fact. Yeah, it's anal secretion from beavers that makes products. Uh, that, that's in a lot of products, perfumes and beverages and a lot of things to give them taste and, and, and smell, uh, which is just something we did not know. Yeah. Yeah. You learn, you learn one thing every day. Yeah. That was our one thing that one day. Yeah. Th- thing we learned of the year, yeah. you could say. Fact of the year. Fact of the year. We didn't know that fact. Yeah. And now we do, thanks to our own podcast. Yeah. So you're welcome. Yeah. Again. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And- <laughs> You're welcome to uh, all the listeners out there because Castorium, fact of the year. That one's for free. You can tell that to your friends. Yeah, you look it up. Have, you don't have to tell them that you got it from our podcast. You that, can pretend like you knew that. That's the that's the big part about podcasts. The best, one of the best parts about podcasts is you take what we say and you just 
enter that into regular conversation, you sound like you're smart. Yeah, you know something. Fucking genius. Yeah, done. Uh, next story, Kevin, Frontier of the Year. This is the Frontier for Dunk of the Year, and we're awarding it to the Salvation Army for their dunk on Balenciaga. Totally posterizing them in the fucking paint. Uh, Balenciaga, if you remember back in the spring, launched a line of distressed sneakers that were retailing for $1,800. They looked like shit. Um, They were awful. They took distressed sneakers to another level. Yes. They looked like you could maybe wear them a couple times before they would completely fall apart. And people were wasting $1,800 on this. Um, You know, if you spent $1,800 on these Balenciaga distressed sneakers... You are the backy ass of the year. Um, we don't. We haven't awarded that, but that's unofficial. And then very quickly, Salvation Army launched on their website a distressed sneakers of their own, actual distressed sneakers from real ass people that they had in their possession. They launched a retail platform Called to sell them. Trulydestroyed.com. Yeah. And it. I think it's really nice because it brought awareness to thrifting and it kind of showed how fucking stupid Balenciaga and this concept was. So shout out to Salvation Salvation Army Army for the dunk of the year. Yeah. Um, Again, Salvation Army, a brand that we all know and love. And I didn't know. I'm curious who's on the brand and marketing and creative team. Like, uh, Actually, no, I take it back. There was an agency that pitched this idea, I believe, to Salvation Army. Right? Again, maybe take this out. Who knows? I just want to say, this is, again, another one of those stories that uh, our podcast is is built upon. It's two brands, beloved brands, Salvation Army and Balenciaga, total opposite sides of the spectrum in terms of fashion. And they, uh, yeah, this is a intersection of those two brands and a really wonderful moment and actually a really cool idea and very smart. And Salvation Army, not a company that I think of for marketing or mark a branding or advertising or anything like that it's just a place that we all grew up going to and the fact that they jump into the fray here and make a website where you can buy distressed sneakers to make fun of balenciaga that's that's a home run that's an award-winning idea and uh we we appreciate that kind of stuff around yeah and shout out to to michael he uh he tipped me off about that story oh a real one yeah yeah yeah. award-winning uh listener yeah i i actually think he was listener of the year last year oh wow wow amazing uh (laughs) finds his way into the show two two award shows in a row two two fronties in a row shout out to him a a true honor kevin this this is a big time award we have so many awards here on the show but you know some are a little bit bigger than others and then there are some that are sort of smaller but they all get the same trophy so you get awards but it's like the grammys you know there's song of the year album of the year and then there's like edm production of the year those two awards are both they both get grammys but they're not exactly the same and this one fronty award for dispensing mechanism of the year is huge Huge. Do you think about all the mechanisms out there that dispense things? Yeah, we're package design heads over that, here. That's it. We're just fucking big time die line heads. And fucking dispensing mechanisms are, are just all the rage. Everyone's talking about new innovations happening in dispensing and dispersing. Dispensing and dispersing. Yeah. And so there can only be one mechanism of the year to win that fronty. And and the fronty mechanism of the year goes to the whipped cream aerosol spray nozzle iconic yeah to be honest it's been here for for so many years but this year it's it's just it's it's an award-winning mechanism you know it it was just one of those stories that just kept popping its head out whether it be 
the leg- the New York legislation saying that you have to be 21 to purchase them in stores or Whipnotic, the uh, whipped cream mm-hmm. reimagined. The whipped um, queens. The whipped queens. Forget. Yeah. The whip. We named an episode after that. That's true. Or, you know, Flip Whip, the whipped ranch and blue cheese that yeah. you can squirt on your food of cho- choosing. Yeah. It uses the mechanism. And then who could forget vacation whipped sunscreen? Yeah. Does it work? I don't know. Yeah. But it looks N- cool. Never it's seen probably it. Probably a sick texture. Yeah. And to be honest, like this is three unique different stories that all that they all tell a similar tale. And that's about the dispensing mechanism that is the aerosol spray nozzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a we're in a bit of a recession and a whipped cream nozzle is a perfect way to thin out and aerate a product. Oof. And that makes your buck go further as a producer. Like you, that it, you can't argue with that. This is just science. You're selling air. Yeah, exactly. You're selling air, and who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, everyone. Air's free, so there you go. Facts. That's business. Business. Good at business, Kevin. Uh, we 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 um we're now really getting into the big time awards. I know. Here. We're, we're ramping up a little. Ramping bit up, Kevin. This and is for this award. Yes. We're doing, this is the Dyline Package Design of the Year Award. So Alex and I will both be awarding Oof. our top package design because it's so important. Two we, awards. We, we, couldn't, we couldn't choose just one. Okay. Kevin, so you want to lead it off, Alex? Two awards for one award in a show that has two award shows. Totally. No, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. And mine goes to, this is the Dyline Package Design of the Year, or it's actually the Fronty package design of the year brought to you by the die line presented by Alex Center. presented by me is Graza by Gander. And so for you, Kevin, you probably have your own metrics for how you would evaluate uh, package design or design in general. And I use a, a bit of a different metric, something that I call jealousy. And, uh, and, and it's that feeling when I say, fuck, like, I wish, I wish I, uh, we had done that, you know, or, uh, and then on top of that, you're like, jealous and uh you 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 want to and then while you're also jealous you also then want to buy it for yourself because you're not going to let the jealousy stop you from enjoying something it's good olive oil too it's, as and, we learned and and that design is graza olive oil by grander and so far and away my favorite packaging of the year it came out in january so just got in there wow. at the very very beginning of the year and uh feels like years ago because that's how iconic this package and product yeah, is. It's been living rent-free in your head for it's, the entire year. Yeah, it's the squeeze bottle, iconic. The logo is incredible. The type is great. The illustration, no one's even talking about that because it's so overlooked by everything else. That's the awesome. sizzle the and the drizzle. The sizzle and the drizzle. The two-pack for ones for cooking, ones for eating. This is like every single part of this is great. And uh, you know, again, olive oil category. There's a lot of players in the sort of designer olive oil uh, industry or in, in the category. And the fact that Garaza came in and became like the go-to iconic product is that 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 is absolutely my uh, package design of the year. And as I shop around Brooklyn and upstate New York, we've talked about this and sort of these curated independent grocery store shout out to snack shot and andrea for covering all that uh action and movement happening there so many of them have graza yeah it's a staple it's a staple and more than just a product it is an icon so shout out to gander great um for my fronty package design of the year presented by the die line brought to you by kevin that was horrible but we'll leave it in i'm gonna have to give it to my girl kate moss um, and Diet Coke 
for the Jota. If you'll remember with the, when we had Thomas Wilder on, we covered this story. And for, I think they're like 30th anniversary or something, Diet Coke teamed up with Kate Moss, put her in charge as creative director, and let her churn out one of the best package designs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, and it's a Diet Coke that has a jean fabric swatch on the lower third. And it's just beautiful. And I just couldn't stop thinking about it all year. Yeah, shout out to Epoch. They sent us this uh, iconic packaging after we talked about it on the show. Um, I mean, they sent Alex the iconic packaging. Oh, yeah. They did <laughs> and, and script it in, um, uh, <laughs> in the inside with my name on it and not Kevin's. It's okay. I think my name was on the package. So I, that's, all I, that's all I care about. But, uh, you know, shout out to Kate Moss. She's new into the creative directing game. And we all know that she liked Coke. Um, and I think it's just a natural progression that she would team up with Diet Coke and, you know, do this iconic piece of packaging that I think is probably going to push the pack, the industry further than any other creative director in the game. So shout out to her. Shout out to Diet Coke. Um, yeah. Enjoy your fronty. Yeah, Kevin, just a quick fact check here is further Diet Coke's 40th birthday. Oh, you weren't shit. too far off, but um, yeah, this is... Uh, this is a, a huge innovation as well. Um, could have won innovation of the year, but um, somehow they printed denim on a can. And so uh, I love that you picked this one. Uh, the Joda is a, is a uh, in your words, a visual delight that has me yearning for more. Um, more can design should have texture and uh, fabrics. And uh, when we look back on this in 10 years, when, when this is a trend worldwide, we'll look back and say, Kate, Kate Moss. Moss uh kevin i'm gonna move on to fronty for functional beverage of the year do you know how many functional beverages came out in 2022 unlimited Seventy-eight thousand three hundred and four. really yeah i looked it up just is that kidding. from bevnet no i did not look that up but um you believe me which is impressive uh, i mean it makes sense yeah we covered a lot of them there's so many functional beverages just go to any supermarket go to erewhon go to even your local bodega and you will see the amount of functional beverages is skyrocketing every week there's a new a new functional beverage in on shelves and in the coolers uh our bodega downstairs has its own special cooler just for functional beverages things for uh, mental health adaptogens uh, uh cbd you name it there's just functional beverages out the wazoo. Yeah, people want to feel something. They do. People are are just yearning for for function. <laughs> and uh, this uh, award uh, it goes to again one of my favorite stories of the year, and this is Protocol. Protocol is a huge step in beverage innovation. You know why, Kevin? Why it is a spike seltzer and a protein drink in one. Damn. And it. Uh, it captured our attention for a number of reasons. One is because it looks so much like White Claw, and two, because of their incredible copywriting. So, Kevin, do you want to talk about uh, Fronty for best copy of the year? Yeah, so double Fronty alert. Um, I think I don't even think any other brand won a double Fronty. I mean, I guess if you're saying Coke and Diet Coke, two different, two different fucking brands. Same don't, company. Yeah, though. no, no, no. Don't even give me that. But, yeah, best copy goes to Protocol. Um, if you like just looking through their site, they're unapologetic. They are, you know, they, they are what they are and they're not gonna, you know, th no bones about it. So I'm going to, I'm going to read some for you. Um, Please do. And this is after them explaining, you know, how they're just some dudes in Erie 
making a beverage company, um, says, if you don't like it, leave. We'll never do things just because anyone else is. We're building something people want to be a part of, not just another basic-ass brand. We're building a legion of fans with high octane in their DNA. Love us or hate us, you'll sure as hell remember Spike Protein. And they're right. We did remember. Yeah. Um, we, we will never forget Protocol. Um, that's what the show is about it's about remembering things remembering and uh, yeah they. they, I got got another one oh you got more I got another blurb and it says better to burn out than fade away we are going to do this how we want and would rather burn up than settle for mediocre corporate status quos if we just copy what everyone else is doing we're better off just living in a simulation if it doesn't scare the living shit out of you then it's not worth doing Mm. That's fucking sick. I'm yeah. I'm amped up right now. I got goosebumps and I'm ready to run through a fucking brick wall. Just yeah. give me a protocol and I'll be fucking good. <laughs> this uh again is branding people. We love uh brand strategy. You know, that's something that we uh are masters of here at Center, the dark arts and the uh fine arts of of strategy. And uh the fact that this uh those two phrases feel just like straight out of the strategists uh, sort of brand, uh, sort of uh, brand guidelines. They they didn't just they weren't just informed by that. They just put that right on the website, and we respect that. Along, you know, again, yeah. And they didn't they didn't water it down. No. They didn't edit it to be more family mm-hmm. friendly. They yeah. are who they are. It's probably one or two passes with the edit, mm. and then they just let it fucking rip. So salute yeah. to you, yeah, Frontier of the Year for uh, functional beverage of the year and copy of the year. So, yeah, yeah. Big honors for protocol, double fronty winner, huge, and a, and one of our our favorite stories of the year. Yeah, uh, and then so moving on, Alex, yeah. uh, this fronty is very near and dear to my heart. As a person who works in brand naming, I know how tough it is, not only to come up with names that clear trademark, but to also come up with names that resonate with consumers and the people running the brand. So this fronty is for the best name, and that's going to. That's going to a brand called Nutting. Um, it's a peanut butter. Um, it's a peanut butter that was featured on the dial line. Um, it didn't get much shine from us. We didn't even really cover it, but just a small blurb in a podcast with Madison Utendahl and Tori Bazin. We didn't really cover it very heavily because we were running out of time and whatever. But yeah, this name is just fucking good. Like, n- no bones about it. Nutting is a fantastic name for a brand and salute to whoever got that through. The only missed opportunity I see is they didn't really dive into it at all. They shied away from it. Maybe, maybe just having the name nutting is good enough. And, you know, clearly it is good enough because they won the fronty for best name. Kevin, I think you said everything that needs to be said. Nutting fronty of the year for best name. Uh, I can't, I can't wait to see their reaction when they get that. Yeah. I think, I think they're going to be pleased. They're going to nut. We we're, we got to go on to the biggest award of the year here. I'm going to skip a couple. Okay. I'm being honest. Sure. And I think we got to just go to the to the to the to the brand of the year. Rebrand of the year. Rebrand so, of the year. Yeah. The rebrand of the year. This is a uh, huge, a huge fronty, a uh, award that um, I don't know who went to last year, but uh, I imagine someone really, really important. And. This year, this story captured the hearts and minds of, 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 of the nation. And it's a story, again, that 
only front and center could cover in the way that it needed to cover it. And I mean that because it, it really, it transcended design and entered into pop culture. Oh yeah, you know when something ends up on Fox News, it's, and it's, that, a, good, it's a good uh, redesign. And to me, that should be, or that is many times a goal of design. Because it's one thing to design something and get a bunch of designers to say, that's a really cool logo, or I really like that packaging. Or even, I really fucking hate that logo. Or, I hate that packaging. Exactly. But when you create, when you do a rebrand, and it shows up on Fox News or NBC or Rolling Stone magazine, we're talking about entering into another caliber of design. And that, I, of course, I'm speaking to the global rebrand of M&Ms from JKR. So if you remember this story, we talked about it for weeks, I feel like. We covered this across multiple weeks. Multiple weeks, for sure. And that was because at first there was a rebrand in just the traditional design story way. Uh, new typeface, custom typeface, really beautiful, iconic uh, silhouetted M&Ms that spun and plinkoed. And there's a lot of beautiful animations of things. There was a updated sort of system that really took the colors of M&M and the iconicness of uh, the the lentils, if you recall, Kevin, remember? Yeah, we were, that's a, that was a uh, contender for fact of the year. Yeah, yeah. We found out that M&Ms are called lentils. That's just- Who knew? Who knew that? So we didn't know any of that stuff. And there was this beautiful rebrand and beautiful design of, of, of the system and the packaging and all this kind of wonderful rebranding stuff that we love to talk about here on the show. But out of that rebrand came something even bigger, which was that they were going to update and modernize the characters, the Eminem characters, famously in ads and uh, Christmas uh, marketing for, and all sorts of marketing all year round for Eminems. And they're they're mascots. I'm just going to say that's what they are. I'm sorry if that's an offensive term uh, to to the lentils, but the the mascots. Um, they each have their own personality, and they each kind of represent a community um, that M&M's is trying to kind of uh, capture the hearts and minds of. And as part of this rebrand, refresh, update of the characters, the green M&M, famously known for uh, kind of being the sexy one with her boots and uh, her sassy uh, ways in these commercials. Mm-hmm. Her posture. Her posture and her eyelashes. Her legs. Her legs. And um, they kind of gave her a bit of a modernization that included sneakers. They uh, kind of removed any of the sort of sexual innuendo or any of the tension there. And that story went crazy. It pissed a lot of people off. It pissed off the the woke uh the, the the anti-woke mobs because there were people claiming that this was um unfair and uh that this was that that corporations had gone too far. If you remember Kevin, I talked about how the orange one had a lot of anxiety. Yeah, that was your uh was that your, was my um, personal favorite M&M, M&M yeah. that uh, had anxiety cuz uh I really related and connected with that one. But uh, this is Fronty re- rebrand of the year because of both the design and the characters, and then also the hoopla. Because Kevin, you and I, we love hoopla on this program, and there was backlash to this, 
And uh, to say that was uh, Fast and Furious would be an understatement. It was everywhere, including my absolute favorite story that came out of this, which we're going to give its own award, Kevin, which is Bonk of the Year, which um, brands have been a little horny this year. I think that's fair to say from stickers to M&Ms to many other brands just just getting out, getting nasty. Remember PBR? They said, um, what did they say? Try Kevin? eating ass. Yeah, try eating ass. That was this year, I believe. Yeah, and, top uh, of the year. That was one of the first stories. One of the first stories of the year. So I think brands being horny online is uh, is, 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 is a big part of our, our new world. And so Rolling Stone came out and said, put, put their... Uh, their their take in the ring here with the caption and the headline, let the green M&M be a nasty little slut. Yeah, that's bonk of the year for sure. The fact that that got published on the Rolling Stone. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it looks fake, even looking at it right now, because it, who could believe that Rolling Stone, a publication uh, known for its credentials in music and and and, and authority, if you will, in, 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 in a publication for years, um, that's a headline that actually was published, not a, not a fake one, a real one. And so, this was uh, all part of the backlash and the sort of uh, the commotion that was caused by the refresh and the rebrand from Eminem. So, what a what a treat, an absolute treat, and again, one of uh, our favorite stories of the year, and something that we uh, had to award. So, shout out to JKR uh, Jones Jones Knowles Ritchie who I guess would receive this award as well as the Eminem internal brand team. Uh, shout out to all of those people over there that did uh, such a beautiful job to really kind of uh, make this happen. And uh, again, a beautiful story, a beautiful design system and an incredible headline. What a time to be alive. And what a time to be alive. Kevin, the last award of the year. The last award of the year goes to someone near and dear to our heart as a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, she works tireless, tirelessly to produce this epic podcast art. And, um, you know, we're going to award her with the frontie because just all of her hard work and dedication. And, you know, we wouldn't be the same without her. Um, so podcast artwork designer of the year goes to Hannah Elizabeth Pulis, my coworker, my friend, and my podcast art designer. Yeah, shout out to Hannah. She's an absolute legend. Uh, she's the one making a lot of the podcast artwork or all the podcast artwork uh, for our show. And she's uh, the genius behind our new trophy, which will be rolling out, of oh, course. Yeah. And you guys maybe... It's will, going to be sick. Yeah, if you haven't seen it by the time the show goes online, you will be seeing it very soon. And it's arguably the best thing the show has ever made. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know if it's arguably. It's. I it's, think it's, it's like not even 100%. Close. So shout out to Hannah and uh, we thank you. So... Congrats all the winners. That was a uh, a wide range of products and brands and companies and people. And uh, the Fronties uh, Award Show uh, is now concluded. Kevin, do any final words uh, after that uh, array of champions? And hell of a year, yeah, hell really, of a, hell of a year. Yeah. Congratulations to all the winners. Uh, and this concludes the 2022 Fronties. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
And we're back, Kevin. How are you, my friends? Uh, another another day, another award show. Actually, same day, same award show, but just a new award show inside of the award show. We didn't even get up or stand up or use the bathroom in between these award shows. So again, congrats to us, salute to us. That's why we are front of the award waiting podcasters, absolutely champions and uh, heroes to many. But uh, the Fronties, uh, a beautiful show of the world's best brand moments, uh, products, innovations, uh, rebrands, and, and, and social media champions. Uh, and to be honest, looking back at that uh, award show, a really a beautiful look back at 2020. Yeah. And like all good things, they wouldn't be so good without the bad things. That's absolutely right, Kevin. And so uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, the the fronties and backies the only podcast with an award show with two award shows in it uh we are now going to get into the backies which are the worst of the year so uh we'll quickly get into uh the first award and that goes to uh or is for collapse of the year kevin why don't you set it up yeah so looking back in 2022 one of the biggest stories of the year is the crypto boom and bust so Let's let's take you back to February 2022. Super Bowl commercials were dominated minutes. by Coinbase, FTX, crypto trading, all this bullshit. Crypto.com. Crypto.com. They're buying naming rights to stadiums. They're flying high. NFTs are booming. Everyone's scrambling to get their crypto portfolios in order. And life is good. Um. Yeah, as the year goes on, who things, could have saw it coming, Kevin? Yeah, things start to crumble. Um. Thing, <laughs> you're doing great. Yeah, by the way. I think I'm starting to crumble. To be honest. Yeah. No. 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 Just take it from there. <laughs> things start to like you had the the front upfront. Amazing. Yeah, you're um, crushing it. So things start to crumble. They take and, a turn, and they take a severe dive downwards towards the end of the year. Um, and so for collapse of the year, we're awarding it to FTX by Sam Bankman Freed for his $51 billion in lost collateral fortune, which I don't know what that means, but $51 billion is a fuck ton. Um, he is probably going to jail. He is fucked completely. And, but Take some silver lining in that you've won this honorable, prestigious backy award for collapse of the year. Yeah. And I just want to give another shout out to Larry David um, for that Super Bowl ad. He kind of called it. He did. 
and call, that, call the shot. You you they made a Super Bowl ad, um, basically like making fun of people who Think. did not want to get into crypto, and in the end, those people were vindicated because this thing was a fucking scam, and that got out of hand. So you know, congratulations, Backy Award winner of the year, Sam Bankman-Fried. And that's what we call irony, fellas. Um, when you make a commercial about how <laughs> volatile and how uh, potentially collapsible your uh, product is and the market is, and then you run that at the Super Bowl and then it collapses, that that's award-winning stuff. So uh, shout out to FTX, uh, backy of the year for collapse of the year. Uh, Kevin, moving right along. Biggest brand bozo of the year. Uh, this is a big time award. Uh, there's a lot of bozos. A lot of bozos this year. There's a lot of them. And uh, uh, we covered many of them on our program, uh, including Doug Ramsey, who is the COO of Beyond Meat, who famously uh, bit someone's nose off or bit so, tried to bite someone's nose off at a in a parking lot because they were in a, some beef or uh, car uh, sort of a traffic, some traffic beef. And uh, he, he was a pretty big bozo, but... I think again, it's it's it, these type of awards. They just they write themselves, and it goes to Elon Musk. Elon Musk uh, famously created SpaceX and Tesla, and to be honest, a bunch of uh, brands that I think are were respected and brands that uh, people were admiring in the world, myself included. I ordered a, a, a Cybertruck from Tesla. If you don't, <laughs> you remember. did. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I ordered that. that. I put a hundred dollars down, like in two thousand and like nineteen, and. I was excited about my truck, and uh, now I'm going to look like a bozo riding around my bozo mobile because Elon Musk bought Twitter and decided to just fuck with everybody and start banning people and firing everybody. firing everyone and selling all the products and launching Twitter Blue and doing a million things that just made Elon Musk the uh, biggest loser and, and and biggest brand bozo of the year. So shout out to Elon. Um, we're not going to talk about Kanye West. Um, and to be fair, he doesn't really, I mean, he does have a brand, Yeezy. So he could have been uh, an award uh, here, but that makes me too sad. So Yeah, I, th- I think the idea was to not mention Kanye West. Well, we didn't. We just, we didn't talk about Kanye. <laughs> yeah, we, we, um, we were talking about Elon Musk. Um, so obviously, uh, shout out to Elon, and we'll be sending this award uh, to him yeah. via Twitter. Yeah, absolutely via Twitter. Of course. Are you going to send it or I'm going to send I'm it? I'm happy to send it. Yeah, you, great. But I think you can send it, Kevin. I, All right, I sure. You're, you're, we can figure that out. We'll figure Semantics it. later. Yeah. Next award is the backy for worst publicity of the year. And there was a lot of bad publicity this year for brands. Yeah, tons. Not a worse month for a brand than Peloton had at the beginning of the year. If you'll remember, we covered these both of these incidences on Front and Center. And one... Uh, or there were two deaths on ma- massive cable television shows, um, both of them coming from heart attacks because they were on the Peloton. And the first one came uh, on Sex in the City, Mr. Big or whatever the fuck's name was. I guess he died. Um, shocking death. And then not even two weeks after, Showtime's Billions featured another Peloton-induced heart attack. After this, after these two incidences, the Peloton stock tanked. And I don't know how it's doing since then. I'm sure maybe it's okay. But um, yeah, tough, tough month of PR for them. And, you know, it really hits them tough when the stock dips that hard. 
This story feels like eight years ago. I think that's one of my big takeaways from the story. I cannot believe that this happened in this calendar year where Peloton went through this sort of PR crisis and people were just dying left and right on television shows. But that happened this year. And uh, to be honest, it's uh, it's one of those stories that we hate to see but love to cover and uh, truly bad publicity for Peloton. Uh, and you know what? I have to say from on a personal note, I'm still paying for my Peloton that I got in 2020 during COVID. And I pay like $64 a month or something like that. When does that end? Like, it just, I feel like I'm paying forever. I've been trying to pay off this $2,000 bike and it's taken me like seven years. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. So shout out to Peloton. I need to get a hold of that stat. So worst publicity of the year, Peloton, I'm adding on top of it. Stop fucking creating these million year long fucking payment plans. Just fuck you, Peloton. Damn, I thought you were rich, Alex. You had to put the Peloton on layaway. That's what they do. <laughs> I think I don't. I that was that was that's that was the purchasing plan that I I didn't know. I guess maybe I should just bought it outright. But I just feel like every month it's like sixty four dollars for your Peloton. I just cannot believe I'm still paying for this thing. Fucking seven years after the fucking pandemic. So truly terrible, Kevin. Uh, two more, three more. Uh, we're just gonna fly through these, Kevin. A um, lot of redesigns of the year, a lot of rebrands, a lot of stories that we cover on this program. And uh, we already talked about the M&Ms being the Fronty Award winning for best rebrand of the year. We got to do the backy for the worst rebrand of the year. And that goes to the United States quarter. Yeah. Instead of replacing the image of George Washington, who instead of replacing him, they decided to make his neck bigger yep. and more buff. Not sure why they did that. If they were going to redo something, they probably could have just put somebody else's face on. Maybe giving another person a shot at being on the quarter. They just decided to stick with their man, George Washington, and make his neck fucking huge. So yep. that's a questionable decision. Why even do it at that point? Just leave it Leave it be. It's literally the same thing, but his neck is bigger. Yeah. Like, why was that an initiative? And who decided to do that? And we just have so many questions. and so Unanswered questions. Unanswered now. questions. Kevin, uh, Zuck of the Year. Packy. Yeah. Yeah, the backy for Zuck of the Year goes to the worst Mark Zuckerberg moment of the year. Um, <laughs> every year is laced with several Mark Zuckerberg mis mishaps and horrible moments. Um, so this year's Zuck of the Year goes to um, him posting himself in 3D by the Eiffel Tower um, when he was rolling out his metaverse. It was Meta's metaverse. So obviously very confusing. Yeah. I can't re even remember. This feels like it's maybe unprompted and it wasn't even like a product launch. It was just a post he put on Facebook um, talking about how you can visit Spain and France today. Um, it's horrible. He looks like shit. He always looks like shit. And the, just the graphics are awful. Shout out to the poor 3D designers. You know, we got sympathy for them. Sorry you got clowned, but, you know, if you're associated with zuck and anything he does yeah pro you're probably gonna get clowned it's inevitable yeah zuck is uh one of those guys between the sort of like uh the kickboxing and the random surfing things he does all year round to try to look cool he's he's full of cringy moments and things that you look and say man that is a uh that's a zuck right there a, a zuck. and so uh for the backy zuck of the year this is the the the, the cherry on top of a a, a year where Zuck was uh, pretty much uh, all over the place. He had tons of moments, but yeah, who could forget when he put out the the meta metaverse and uh, this was the image that he put out and it looked like 
Nintendo Wii graphics. And uh, he was immediately dunked on. So this is maybe the backy dunk of the year, but we, it's too late. Zuck of the year for backy. Um, and and and, and backy backy suck of the backy suck of, of the year goes to Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg in 3D. A beautiful brand moment and uh, one of the worst. All right, let's bring him home, Alex. Kevin, it is my absolute honor. I'm so proud and thankful and grateful to be here to present the backy of the year, worst brand of the year. This is um, arguably the, the, the award of the night uh, for the backies and uh, everyone who's been waiting for hours to find this out. Uh, we appreciate you, we thank you, we salute you. And Thanks for sticking with us. Kevin, this backy um, is almost so obvious and so clear that there, was be, there would be no other uh, brand that uh, deserves this award more than Board Ape Yacht Club. Kevin, uh, when you were talking about FTX, you talked about this year being really the year of crypto, the year of blockchain technology, the year of NFTs, the year of uh, kind of this new technology that is uh, intersecting with our lives that, to be honest, I'm not really sure it has a place in our lives just yet, but I think people are- It probably might. It probably could maybe in the future. And uh, we, as a society, maybe jump the gun to sort of celebrate that stuff, even though the metaverse isn't totally ready. NFTs don't really make a ton of sense. Blockchain isn't totally helping us. There's definitely opportunity. And just like um, how technology sometimes precedes cultural acceptance and use of technology, this is the brand that I think personifies that collapse or that feeling or that uncertainty and as much as Board Ape Yacht Club does. So there were just so many stories about Board Ape Yacht Club this year. Um, you know, I think some of my fondest memories are uh, when it became clear that it was all Nazi uh, sort of uh, references and they were all racist. Yeah, shout uh, out Ryder Rips. Ryder Rips led the charge there in terms of putting a lot of the pieces together with the logo and some of the sort of anti-Semitic stuff that was hidden inside of Board Ape Yacht Club. NFTs, mm -hmm. obviously the questionable nature of just the 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 imagery itself in uh, in holistically, um, the fact that someone made a restaurant that is based off of one of the Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs. I wonder how that restaurant's doing right about now. I don't have an update for that. Um, obviously, Snoop Dogg and Eminem were out there, kind of worst they, rap song of the year. They put out an absolute trash track where uh, they were sort of uh, talking about Board Ape Yacht Clubs while also smoking, like, weed, smoking weed and also kind of uh, in cartoons. And again, nothing makes me sadder than two absolute icons and legends of the game, Eminem and Snoop Dogg, uh, sort of uh, uh, stooping down to this level and do, trying to capture and be a part of something that was cool. And it's really, really sad. Let's not forget the Old Navy Board Ape Yacht Club t-shirt, uh, which retailed for $20. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to anyone who has those. Yeah, no. And the list could go on of Board Ape Yacht Club moments. Um, but the, the 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 my favorite was one we just talked about last week, I believe. And that was that all of the celebrities and all of the people from Serena Williams to Jimmy Fallon to Snoop Dogg and Eminem, all these people were gifted these NFTs and none of them disclosed the fact that they were, uh, they hadn't paid millions or hundreds of thousands like the sort of uh, stock price for those uh, sort of NFTs was at the time and all of them have come crashing down. You could still, um, you, even if you were to get one today, it would still be too much money, but um, 
yeah, this is by far the 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 brand of the year for the backies and the worst brand of the year, Board Ape Yacht Club. Nothing, I think, personifies hype culture quite as well, too. Like, I think there was a time and place where, like, having a Board Ape Yacht Club avatar was seen as, like, a sign of wealth, like a Rolex or something. And I think uh, to see that come crashing down, to be honest, Kevin, I don't want to say we called it. We might be on the right side of history. But I think we were on the right side of history. And uh, so to award Board Ape Yacht Club for the worst brand of the year um, is an absolute honor and a treasure. Yeah. Shout out to them for all of their horrible missteps mm-hmm. and buffoonery. You really made this year a memorable year for the backies. We might even rename the trophy the Board Ape, Board Ape Yacht Club Backy. And Kevin, that concludes our show. Uh, a beautiful show, a long show, a long show. But to be honest, Kevin, uh, so many awards, so many stories, so many moments. Uh, and to be honest, looking back at this at both shows tonight, uh, I have to think, what are brands going to do next year? Twenty twenty three, baby. Twenty twenty three. How could they possibly type? Uh, how could they possibly top the shenanigans, the buffoonery, uh, the highlights, the lowlights? Of, of what happened this year. It really, truly was a banner year for branding, design, culture, and the intersection of, of art and technology, Kevin. And that's our show. That's what we cover here. I guess Center. we're going to have to tune in next year to figure find out, out, find out what happens. Yeah. Um, live look into the reality TV show that is our lives. That's true. The zeitgeist uh, will be zeitgeisting. Um, that's facts. Uh, Kevin, uh, I just want to say thank you. Yeah, thank for, you for thank, being. No, thank you. Yeah, being my uh, my my co co surfer. Yeah, we, we know a thing or two about hosting award shows. That's true. We did host the Dylan Awards. Um, if you uh, want to book us for award shows, uh, we are available. Yeah, we'll do it. Um, just Kevin, get, get us the name pronunciation beforehand. Verbal meme. You and I, Kevin, riding a surfboard together. Great. And just say, twenty twenty two on the left. Yeah. Twenty twenty three on the right. Damn. Well, Alex, there's only one thing to say. Yeah. I'll see you next year. Boom. Play that Nam Encore. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Shouldn't hold, riddle me that. The rest of y'all know where I'm lurking at. Can none of y'all mirror me back? Yeah, hear me rap, it's like hand G rapping is prime. I'm young HO, rap's great for dead. Back to take over the globe, now break bread. I'm in Boeing Jets, Low Express. Out the country, but the blueberries still connect. On the low, but the yacht got a triple deck. But when you young, what the fuck you expect? Yep, yep. Grand opening, grand closing. Goddamn your manhole, crack the can open again. Who you gonna find open a hand with no pen? Just draw inspiration. Who you gonna see you can't replace him with cheap imitations of these generations? I made for you.
for you. Knew if I paid my dues, how will they pay you? When you first come in the game, they try to play you. Then you drop a couple of hits, look how they wait to you. From RC to Madison Square, to the only thing that matters is just a matter of years. As fate will have it, J status appears to be at an all-time high. Perfect time to say goodbye. When I come back like Jordan, we're in the 4-5. It ain't to play games with you, it's to aim at you. Probably name you. If I owe you, I'm blowing you to slivereens. Cops have to take one for your team, and I need you to remember one thing. I came, I saw I conquered. For record sales, sold out concerts. Motherfucker, if you want this encore, I need you to scream to your lungs and soar. Good job.